I'm Julie Martella, and this is my podcast, Navigating Widowhood. I'm a home strategist, coach, and passionate researcher. I am on a mission to help you find strength, support, and a little laughter in life's journey after loss. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Welcome back, my friends. Today, we're going to wrestle with something. We're going to wrestle with this idea that pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. And before we begin, I want to ask you, can you think of a time in your life when you experienced pain, for example, from a cut or a wound or a fall or a car accident or any of those things? And can you think of a time when you suffered? And what was the difference? Because there is a difference. So in our life after loss, have you ever found yourself in the depths of despair struggling to cope with the fact that the person you were supposed to spend the rest of your life with is gone? Have you ever felt like pitching a fit on the ground? Have you ever felt like screaming no more in the face of adversity? If you have, you're not alone. Life throws curveballs our way on a regular basis. There seems to be no rhyme or reason, and yet they continue to come. And the death of our person is one of those huge curveballs. But I want you to understand today that while the pain of loss is inevitable, the suffering that often accompanies it is optional. And I know that's kind of a tough, I know that's kind of a tough, uh, concept because you may think how can I not be suffering but but I just want you to bear with me okay so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to actually go back to um we're going to go back to Buddha and then we're going to go look at some mindfulness practice so we're going to go all over the time continuum and look at how do we process pain how do we reduce suffering and ultimately how do we embrace a more fulfilling human experience, right? Because if you think about it, we are beautiful souls inhabiting a very human body, having a human experience here on earth. And hopefully, hopefully by the end of the day today, you might be a little more prepared to deal with the human experience. So the pain of loss is often described as clean pain. It's the initial shock. It's the raw emotion that you feel. And it's the undeniable reality of what has just happened, right? Your person died. Now, we're not dealing with the details of the death. It's just the shock of the physical action that occurred. Death is a part of the human experience that we are all going to face at some point in our lives, the suffering we endure as a result of the things that we add on to the action is what gets wrapped around that pain. So what happens is 
we have thoughts and feelings about the event that that creates the suffering. Now, I am not saying that you are not suffering. You need to hear that. I acknowledge that you are suffering. What I'm attempting to do is show you that there is a way to reduce the amount of suffering you may be feeling. Now, what can suffering look like? Suffering can present itself as denial, regret, worry, anxiety, indignation, anger, and self-pity. Any of those might be a hint that you have some suffering. If you are stuck in one of those emotions, you might be stuck in suffering and we need to clean up that suffering so that you can process the pain, my friend. In the Buddhist philosophy, the distinction between pain and suffering is beautifully illustrated. Pain is like being shot by the first arrow, while suffering is like being shot by the second arrow. So the second arrow in this context represents the additional pain that we create for ourselves by resisting, fighting, and denying the initial pain. So how do we let go of the suffering? Well, the answer lies in accepting and processing the pain. It's about allowing the pain to be present in your life when it happens acknowledging it, and sitting with it. Now, I know I say now a lot. I'm so sorry. Mrs. Huntington, I'm so sorry. English teacher, she'd probably want to wring my neck. But I want you to imagine taking a moment each day to just sit with your pain. This could be, and the beautiful thing is when you take that moment, you get to decide when it is. If you've got youngsters at home, maybe your moment is in the evening. Um, Maybe your moment is at the beginning of the day. You get to decide. But for one moment each day, you get to close your eyes, take a deep breath, and allow the pain to wash over you. And then you say to yourself, wow, this really hurts. You become an observer of your pain and you ask yourself questions like, what does this pain look like? What does it feel like? Where am I feeling this pain in my body? Does it have a vibration? Like is it, is it running fast or is it like a heavy, deep thump? Does it have a color? Does it have a shape? Right? You only have to do this for 90 seconds. And during this 90 seconds of contemplation, something remarkable happens. You will start to notice your pain shifting, perhaps even releasing its grip on you. It's as if the pain is moving through you and out of you. And this is the process, how you begin to process pain and reduce your suffering. So 
The thing that I like to do when I do this process, this is how it looks for me. I have a rocking chair in my office and I will go, it's almost like a little ritual with me. I will go sit down in my rocking chair. I make sure like there's no people, I like to be alone, right? So there's no one at home when I have a moment. I sit down in my rocking chair. I take a deep breath. I close my eyes and I literally conjure up the pain for me like a small child. So my visualization is like a little tiny toddler. And you know when a toddler's tired and and it's three o'clock and for the love of God, they should have taken a nap at one, but they didn't. And they're crying and they got snot coming out their nose and this thumbs in their mouth and they got a blankie and they're such a hot mess, right? That is my visualization of pain and suffering. So what I will do is I will close my eyes and I'll say, Hey, do you need me? And I visualize this child coming to sit on my lap. And that's how I begin the ritual. And then once I have, and that puts my head into the right space. So once I've closed my eyes, I've got myself in the right space. Then I begin breathing in and breathing out slow, deep breaths. And I begin to imagine what does this pain look like? I don't, I don't try and identify it. I don't try and ask it anything yet. I just try and find it. I ask myself, where am I feeling this in my body? What does it feel like? What does it look like? Right? I begin asking myself these questions and guess what? It, the answers will come many times. So for whatever reason, for me, many times the pain or the, it'll be a, it's almost like a dark, misty cloud, probably from too many years watching Scooby-Doo after school, but it's a dark, misty cloud and it seems to settle around my heart and it feels heavy and it's murky and it's dark. So I will allow it to sit there. And then when I, when I notice it there, I might ask, what are you? Why are you here? And sometimes, sometimes it comes to me. Sometimes it doesn't, but it doesn't matter. I'm just giving it the opportunity to make itself known. And I allow it to sit there for no more than, no more than 90 seconds. And then I start to notice like, okay, it's time for a shift. And I go back and I ask myself the questions again. Has it shifted? Does it feel lighter? Is it in a new spot? You know, has the grip loosened? And then the last thing that I do is I will begin to blow, to breathe in again. And with every exhale, I'm blowing out the emotion. You have to go now. It's time for you to go. And I might do that four or five times until I feel settled in my body. And, and, and I'm telling you, almost every time, I feel better. Because I've experienced the pain and I've detached myself from the suffering to just process the pain. So my question, another question to you today is, why is it worth the effort to separate the pain from the suffering? Like, why bother? Well, I'm going to tell you that it's worth the effort because... On the other side of pain and suffering, specifically suffering, 
There is a human experience that will embrace all of the emotions and it exists in a space that is clean and free from suffering. So right now, right now, Every emotion that you experience is running through a filter. Like think of a coffee filter, right? And you're pouring the water and you've got coffee grounds in there or whatever. Every experience that you are experiencing, there's some type of grounds in there called suffering. And when you pour the water in, it's being tainted. So everything, joy, happiness, excitement, hopefulness, Everything is being tinted with the suffering. And in order for you to get a clean cup, right? To get a clean drink of water with what's really going on, you have to remove the filters, which means you have to remove the suffering. And when you can detach from the suffering, then you get to taste and you get to live in the purity that is our our human experience experiencing all of the emotions that we get to have as a human without the baggage of suffering. Suffering has the ability, my friends, to shrink your world to nothing, to like a little tiny postage stamp that you live in. Pain does not do that. Pain is, right? Like Buddha says, pain was the first arrow. When we heal the wound of the first arrow, then we get to go back to life. And we get to go back to living life. And not only do you get to go back to experiencing the human emotions, but because you have done the work of healing the wound, you get to experience those emotions with a fresh set of eyes and a deeper appreciation. So remember, pain is inevitable But suffering is optional. By embracing and processing your pain, you can reduce unnecessary suffering and live a more fulfilling and mindful life. Here's your last, here's the last thought I want to leave you with. Maybe it's time to wave the white flag on suffering. My friends, You can do this. And as always, I'm here to help. Thank you so much for being part of Navigating Widowhood. And remember, take a moment to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews help this podcast get recognized so that more people can find it. And of course, sharing a podcast is a great way to share your support. Until next time, remember, you are never alone on this journey.